How to start detaching the door of reality from its hinges. Hint, you need to deal with the survival paradox. You know, the man who invented the calculator, you might imagine, was pretty freaking smart. But he apparently didn't understand some really freaking fundamental things. He one time wrote, quote, I know not what is good or bad in anything. I know not which is more profitable to me, health or sickness, wealth or poverty, nor anything else in the world, unquote. What a dumbass. He doesn't know what's better, illness or wellness. He doesn't know whether anything in the world is good or bad for him. How about a dog's lock jaw clench on the genitals? Can we agree that's bad? How about a toddler's smile? Can we agree that's good? Apparently not, according to Blaise Pascal. All right. Pascal obviously wasn't speaking literally. He wasn't reflecting on how he lived his everyday life. But he was speaking seriously. As seriously as a serious speaker can seriously speak. (laughs) Because Pascal... He was speaking from the other side of the door. I concluded last week's podcast with these words. If we want to break on through to the other side of reality, we need to approach it with an entirely different set of tools and an entirely different mindset. Instead of language, silence. Instead of logic, meditation. Instead of control, detachment. Pascal, few biographers would doubt, was a man who at least occasionally broke on through to the other side of the door of reality. Those words above were him on the other side. He was speaking about complete and total detachment. And that's what we're talking about today. And the other side, by the way, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, I'm talking about a thing called the act of existence. Uh, Those who know about it have an intuition of being. It's been called the Tao, or the first principle of Zen. It's the ineffable, the beyond, the ground, etc., etc., etc. People have been trying to get in touch with it or understand it, or whatever, for thousands of years. But my whole point in most of these podcasts is to talk about the other side of that door, And then how things are on this side of the door in the world of essence or attributes or accidents and existence and substance. But again, you have to go back and listen to the past podcast. Right now we're talking about using detachment to get to the other side of that door. So anyway, detachment, Thomas Merton observed, is the number one rule of religious life. Detachment is a, quote, holy indifference, unquote, to every mortal or earthly thing that affects you. Your possessions, your desires, your reputation, your opinions. In today's vernacular, it's saying, F what you want. (laughs) F what you desire and think. It doesn't matter. And if people think you're an ass, they're probably just perceptive. That's detachment. This holy indifference, in the words of mystic Evelyn Underhill, deflates the ego and, quote, tends to make the subject regard itself not as an isolated and interesting individual possessing desires and rights, but as a scrap of the cosmos, an ordinary bit of the universal life, 
only important as a part of the all. And that's from her excellent book, Mysticism, highly recommended. That elimination of the isolated individual, that becoming a scrap of the cosmos, that realization that you're only important as a part of the all, that's the Tao. It is that sphere of our reality that sits on the other side of that door. Full reality includes something on the other side of the door. That's the problem. We're on this side of the door. We need things like food and shelter, the survival necessities. If we're married, we must provide survival necessities, necessities to our spouse, children, and elderly parents. If we are able, we must provide survival necessities to other family members and maybe friends and perhaps even strangers who can't provide for themselves. And all that requires us to engage in things on this side of the door. We must carry out a life of control and take command of every second of the day, make ourselves get out of bed, turn the ignition key, click on the computer. Everyday life is a relentless series of many control exercises that allow us and those dependent on us to stay alive. It's absorbing, even exhausting and disheartening, leading to worries and stress and addictions and strokes. We work in the reality, and it is reality, of essence and existence, this side of the door, focusing on it with our back turned to the door, bending down and working with our hands in the world of essence and existence, not realizing that in the process, our backsides, our rear ends, are jamming the door shut more and more, all to our detriment. And that's the most frustrating, paradoxical, puzzling thing of all. We must focus on things on this side of the door, yet it's that focus that anneals the door shut to our ultimate demise, to unhappiness and early death. The focus that lets us stay alive kills us. It's crucial that we try to unjam that door, even though the effort takes time and energy from our efforts to stay alive. We must stop trying to survive in order to survive. Call it the survival paradox. Call it whatever you want. It's our existence in full reality. All the mystics knew it. Mystics, contrary to one of those odd assumptions that poison the modern mind, aren't impractical. Some are, no doubt, but it's just part of the personality. The personality. It's not part of the mysticism. The most famous female mystic in history was St. Teresa Avila, and she was highly efficient and practical. I don't know how many monasteries or convents she started. Her namesake, Therese LeSue, or Therese LeSue for the snobs out there, <laughs> she devised a mystical way of existence that makes a person incredibly efficient and practical if she can master it. Monastery and convents themselves are communities where the mystical and efficient and efficient come together to create institutions that last a millennium. We must all cultivate that paradoxical existence, one in which we try without trying too much, taking energy off the trying, with the result we can put energy into the trying. Trying not to try is how modern author John Slingerland describes it. He's on an episode of Joe Rogan, by the way, I'd highly recommend it. Anyway, the Taoist refers to it as, quote, non-unquote effort. In the Taoist world, everything is non, non-this, non-that. 
So non is Wu. So you have Wu Shi, which is non-concern. Wu Chi Yu, non-seeking. Wu Wei, non-adu. Non-adu, like, you know, A-D-O. It's all part of detachment. Attaching to the world without attaching. Non-attachment in in Taoist terms. This whole thing allowed a great mind like Blaise Pascal to create perhaps the most practical thing in the world, the calculator. And it writes something so impractical as a lion's opened up this podcast. Pascal, by the way, also wrote, quote, The heart has its reasons, which reason knows nothing of, unquote. The heart is that region on the other side of the door. The practice of detachment lets us crack it open, even if the mind can't understand how.